and there was a name that he can't shake out of his head, and that name is Girithkar. The name Girithkar doesn't really mean anything to you guys. So yeah, you say Girithkar, and there's a, like a shock runs through you. That hunger that that you guys experience every time that you're sort of like overpowered by Ichabar, um, that hunger like returns to everybody. There's literally like a two minute span where everyone is just like uncontrollably shoving their faces with food. It says the dust embodied, the dust comma embodied. The name Girithkar being there in the same place where this phrase, the dust embodied is, um, is not an accident. You're talking about the, the lines here that says the, the dust, um, dust embodied. Girithkar, uh, he's one of the three elders, one of the, the three great old ones. Do you know if Girithkar was shattered or just blown into oblivion? Well, once again, I mean, theories differ here. Nobody can quite agree Girithkar is no longer whole. Girithkar was obliterated. Oh and as God. you as you were told, turned into dust. Finding myself again in the presence of my brothers, my project had not yet commanded me to take what they had. So it was to my great disappointment that I witnessed my youngest brother kill our sibling. It was such a casual thing. He reached out and crushed him into dust. In his defiance, he cast the dust of our brother to their project. One of the theories that if the old shards of the old gods could be found and reunited, that it could it could possibly bring back the the old divinity, as it were. Previously, with the Liberators. Your thoughts turn to, how long has it been since you left home? And as this thought makes its bitter trail across your mind, a new thought enters. Now that you've been through the astral plane, will you be able to return home? I'm at a loss for words on how to compare what I'm feeling now to what I'm feeling when I think of River Shroud. My home, River Shroud, is a place where I wanted to get back to. I'm wondering if I can even go back home. If I'm to be honest with you guys, is that I've spent most of my exile trying to find out ways to get back home. I feel like the only reason I would want to go back home would be to free them from certain people that are oppressing my family. And this one says, men hold sway over each other, always taking from their brother. You must tell this work so long and give up something that makes you strong. I give up trying to get around my exile. Roran, you are faced with this decision to give up something that makes you strong and the thing you can think of is home. And you have a burning passion to get home. When you think about giving this up, your like the light behind your eyes kind of dulls a little bit. The curse of men of which I speak was broken when your soul passed between the planes. Your danger has passed. Remember your oath and be absolved. A fire rises in your chest, burning through the apathy that had replaced your desire to return home. Your sacrifice in the realm of song is still remembered, and you hear the song swell above the screaming of the winds around you. You want... no, you need to go home. So, here you guys are, in the middle of this forest, a bunch of dead shrike cultists around you. What do you guys want to do? I want to loot that pancake guy. <laughs> the, the pancake guy? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I guess, I should say I don't think Korak would be interested in the armor, because it's probably a little too heavy for his, for his uh, taste. Can I investigate the other cultists, if there's any 
non-pancaked bodies around. Yeah, I think there's a lot of stabby bodies. So with a with a twenty investigation, uh, Medusa, I think you you definitely turn up like it's very easy to to find like their Shrike cult symbols and pins and. Um, they have some like literature that they carry around. It's basically just uh, some garbage talking about um, entering the the ultimate conflict. Who wants some cult shit? There, there is an interesting note. Uh, you see, you see a note about the djinn uh, in one of these pieces of literature, which is uh, which is new. Do I need to roll what like Arcana or religion for this? Um, actually, religion would be a good one. Yeah, with the twenty-one religion looking at this note about the djinn which which isn't really a whole lot more than like um it, it's like stuck in this line of like pushing for the ultimate conflict some say that the the legend of the djinn has some some kind of a root in the ultimate conflict it's not really clear on what that means but while you're looking at this i think that with your religion check your interest is peaked back to books that gob had found and brought to you in the underdark anybody remember the name of the god from those books hey gob check out these papers it looks like some nerdy wizard shit oh yeah <laughs> that medusa's like this weird jock but also like a cult leader this is how fraternity started so yeah gob takes them and takes a look do i see anything i don't know do i recognize them your attention is drawn to this line about the djinn and this is the first time that you are directly seeing a link between um, something with Korg and talking about the djinn. And when Medusa hands it to you, um, you are also reminded of the, the fact that these these are like, you know, it's talking about the djinn may have something to do, some deep roots within this ultimate conflict. Your mind also travels to uh, ancient gods. And the most recent place that you can remember reading about an ancient god was the Underdark. So the name... So honestly, your characters would know this, so I don't. I don't feel bad telling this. This is me trying to. <laughs> Do you guys remember my lore? Remember oh, the past. Remember the past. <laughs> uh, the name of that god is Girithkar, and Girithkar. The name Girithkar was equated with this phrase that you had seen in those books in the Underdark, and that phrase was "the dust embodied." Um, Galley flies overhead, and he's like, "Hey, bros." Do you guys want to get out of here or what? You just killed a bunch of dudes. Do you want me to, like, eat them or something? I can do that. <laughs> Please eat them. Oh, God. Wait. Wait. Ignore him. Eat the bodies. Wait. Did I miss... How's Jeff doing? Uh, he popped up in the middle of, of the fight, fully awake. He was struck by a bolt of gold lightning, I think it was. Uh, should we chat with him? Hey. How are you doing? Uh, good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. Uh, pretty much... Almost died just now, but good under the circumstances. You look all right yourself. Oh, yeah, man. Didn't, didn't get scratched on me. Uh, also didn't have an anvil almost dropped on my head, so uh, we're doing pretty good over here. Um, is there any other, like, things to loot from the bodies? Uh, the the paladin, what's left of the paladin, anyway. Uh, well, specifically, I guess, Roran, looking at Arden, he's got a, he's got a money bag on him. Um, he does have uh, 600 gold coins in there. I snag it. Hey, Mr. Airship, want to eat this pancake, man? Uh, these little proboscises, like, shoot down from galley and, like, stick into them, and they all, they shrivel up, like, cell from DBZ when he's sucking people up. Jeffrey, were you headed somewhere, or were you, like, on a, on a mission you were on or something, or what happened here? You're free, you're liberated, but now what? 
Yeah, I was uh, sent on a mission to the Shrek's temple uh, to follow the Quellus and kind of check in on uh, what they were doing and gather as much information as I could um, within the Shrek's temple. And shit kind of got haywire. Got knocked out after I was put into a cell and uh, the adventure capitalists, as I heard they were called, got out of there and I don't really remember anything because I was knocked out. I'm assuming they just kind of left me here in the middle of uh, the forest. Um, Gob, are you still looking through your third eye or uh, your, excuse me, your displacer beast eye? I am now. Roll, uh, roll investigation for me with that and Arcana as well. Uh, I think you you definitely see like that shadow image of the horse uh, carrying a few people like trotting by, right? It's a it's a horse that's built like if Ignis was a horse. So it's got like four different shapes on it, and there's a motion that happens on the horse, and then uh, one of the shapes on the horse falls off and into the grass where you guys had seen Jeff uh, laying unconscious when you walked up, and the horse keeps moving, and it's unclear whether he was shoved off the horse or uh, if he had if he just fell off and nobody was able to catch him because the last that you had seen of them they were all in pretty bad shape everybody on the horse it appears you might have fallen off the horse were you guys heading towards the strike temple or heading away from it if you remember uh, I'm assuming away from it since uh, we already been in the strikes temple when we got in the fight I see did you guys or did you learn anything while you're in there about the Quellist or the adventure capitalist and about the Shrek army themselves? Or? Uh, no, I was captured pretty early on once I had been in the temple. And the last thing I remember is the adventure capitalist finding me uh, locked up in the cell and uh, them getting into a fight. And I got knocked unconscious. Oh, I see. Well, um, I know you're a friend of the Primarch, so if you want to ride with us for a while, you're welcome to. We have room in our airship if you want to if you want to ride uh, with us hell yeah bro we got lots of room excellent man sounds good to me any skills abilities you might be able to bring to the table that we should know about ahead of time or are you good with magic are you good with an axe are you good with a sword well i think you saw my handiwork with uh fireballs so yeah i'm pretty good with the spell here or there then you're all right by me then gob kind of turns to the rest of the group uh well, where are we headed next was there a reward for jeffrey here that we should collect on or it was this the only man we were tasked with finding or uh, yeah, the the Primarch's people had asked you to look into the disappearance of their, or rather, what his whereabouts were. Well, then I say we head back down to find the Primarch. Hey, where'd you get that sword from, uh, Healer Man? Oh, this sword I just happened to find right on the ground here. Um, and I remember not rolling a great perception check on it, so it's a cool sword. It is a cool sword. Or kind of check on the sword. Oh man! Anything about it? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Medusa and yeah, Medusa, Roran, and, and Jeff. Jeff, you recognize this for certain reasons. Um, Roran, you recognize the the magic held within it, and Medusa, you recognize the object itself. Um, so. I'll kind of do these in order. Jeff, you recognize this as uh well, first of all, you, you definitely remember seeing the adventure capitalist with it. The, the, the tiefling man named Bazakar Latesh uh, was holding on to it. And he had, he had mentioned that it was um, a man had come with them before when they were brought into the temple, who was then dragged away. And the sword was handed to 
to Latesh as like a, a type of reward, and then he still had that on his person when you all uh, had your fight with the Inquisitors inside of the temple. Also, you recognize the magic for the same reason that Roran recognizes the magic, which is that you've run into a couple of these objects in your time around. Specifically, this object feels like um, it feels divine. Most recently, you recognize this power to be the same as the crystal that Korak and Gob had presented to you guys earlier. Medusa, you recognize this immediately um, as being the avatar of the god Agrashad. It's the deity of justice. Oh uh, yeah, what do you guys want to do? Are you heading back? Gally, um, yeah. he, he opens his mouth and he's like <laughs> and his tongue like lolls out and then it turns into a ladder. That's so gross. Is he like okay. the whole ship? Yeah, he's a mimic. <laughs> okay, that all makes sense now. I didn't know if this was like a regular guy just like being weird. <laughs> Alright, I guess I climb the tongue ladder. Yeah, I'm just gonna like run up as fast as I can, not looking down, going, nope, 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 nope. Uh, before Roaring gets on Galley, he, like, turns to the pancake cultist and gives him a good kick, and then heads onto the boat. You guys get on Galley, you get up to find Guster, obviously is still there, and then, uh, Raxus is also, like, kind of looking at you with an eyebrow raised, like, you, are you guys good? And he starts handing out, um, potions. And Galley's like, yeah, I think I think it'll probably be by the end of the the day, like late evening. We'll be getting in, bros. Is that good with you? Really, that long? Yeah, it's pretty late right now already. God wants to go back to those books in his room and look up Gareth Carr and see if he has anything about him or about the dust embodied. That be a history or a religion? Do both for me. Ooh, spooky. It's Galley's. This is Galley's his theme. He's just humming in his head, and we have to stand there for all night. It's just—it's like yeah, you're hearing a hum, like you're close to somebody's throat, and they're humming. (laughs) 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 Totally canon. This brings a whole different perspective to the scene now. The walls are just sliding. I don't—I don't know if I like this or not, but it's amazing. So we can pretty much never fly like stealthy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like just humming jaws as he's trying to sneak up. (laughs) I caught an eerie feeling. Something's following us. (laughs) All right, Gob. As you're looking all these things up, you start with history. So you you're kind of like looking into Gareth Carr, and you're seeing how that correlates with the djinn you're not finding a ton but then you do you you well i'm sorry i guess with history you're probably looking to the djinn first and then with the religion check you start looking a little bit further into gareth carr and specifically the phrase the dust embodied and you come across something something really interesting and something that involves the scalds forest uh according to legend there used to be a great city there and it was supposedly the capital of the djinn before they disappeared as uh, as myths go. And you know that the city was called Dustfall. Can we say Roran is helping out here? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I guess this Roran, like, Gob, do you bring this to Roran at all? Yeah, I would trust Roran enough to bring him in on this stuff. Okay, so Roran brings up from his chaotic journal, there was um, some information that the, the guy from the Underdark told us from the book. There was the there was like some sort of prophecy on 
though death follows him, when the harpy returns home, all will be made right once again. And below it was, in the twelfth and final age, the lands will change and consume, music will stop, families will be broken, Girithkar shall bring forth his champions, and they shall purge magic from the world. I don't see anything about Skald's Forest. There was, uh, uh, there was stuff about, uh, Dustfall that I remember, but I can't find it in my archives. Can we say Korak just, like, creepily comes through the door at this point? Korak, come in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, hey, I wasn't listening outside the door or anything. It says magic would be erased from the world? Yeah. They shall purge magic from the world. Girithkar's champions. Well, from what we understand, the djinn were the embodiment of magic. I don't know if we should literally refer to them as magic or not, but I thought the djinn were the way of the gods bestowing magic in Elsira. So you're saying this is more of a story of the past when the djinn were removed? They were removed by Girithkar's champions? Or is this a prophecy still yet to come true in the future? Well, you two are well-educated gentlemen like myself. You know history can repeat itself. Now, I said something about um, when Harpy returns home. Was that referring to you? Korak or Harpy I believe Herald? our Harpy Herald is referring to our friend here. Yeah, they called me Harpy Herald, not Harpy itself. But let's let's assume Harpy is referring to me, a piece of the past. Also, Ace, I guess sidebar with my memories back, would I know a little bit more about Dustfall and what happened there without being totally mad right now? Yes, you would absolutely. You have tons of memories with the Jin. Not all of them pleasant. But yes, Dustfall is a, a city that you absolutely remember in great detail. I do remember the city of Dustfall when the shattering happens, when my father cast down the other deities. Dustfall, from what I remember, was destroyed in the process. And on that day, I think people in Dustfall knew that there was a growing part of the population that wanted to see the djinn gone. They were, some people were beginning to persecute them who thought they were a source of problems in the world. Oh, come on in, Jeffrey. Come on. Thanks, guys. Hey, everyone else, you're welcome to come in or we'll just take this out to the common yeah, area. Yeah, I was going to say, do you just take it to the common area? Because that would be... Everyone, come to the conference room. Did we know who Gareth Cart was? that a different name for somebody we know now in the Pantheon? You do know the name Gareth Cart. The demon women of Harpcry, the, the tiefling elders, had described the three elder siblings, the oldest being Ichabar, the middle sibling being Girithkar, and the youngest being Malar. I'm trying to remember which one was specifically destroyed by the other brother. What are the shards of Malar, right? That was, maybe got destroyed and scattered into different shards, right? Yeah, it was Malar, wasn't it? So that was Malar that was destroyed. So Malar's, Malar was cast down, and those shards became, from what I understand, the gods, Girithkar's champions. I'm kind of getting confused if that's referring to something Girithkar did on Dustfall. You remember another thing that one of the villagers had told you, had mentioned in passing. One of the legends goes, Malar was broken, but not shattered. Not like broken up, at least, completely. And Malar and Girithkar got into an altercation. This is one of the legends, right? But since you're on this line of Dustfall, and you're thinking about this, you remember that uh, one of the myths was that Girithkar, the middle sibling, had been crushed into dust. And that line that you keep seeing pops up 
which is the dust embodied. I mean, this was Dustfall's name super, super, super literal. Was a city built on the ashes of, of Girithkar? And you know that the city of Dustfall is the Jinn capital. Oh. Do you think the Jinn themselves are the dust embodied? They are Girithkar, survived in the world? That makes sense. And so when they were snuffed out by Ichabar, he was afraid of them, maybe? Afraid that if they continued on this world, he would eventually get even? The Jinn being, the Jinn disappearing and the Jinn being sealed away. I believe that was a separate event from what happened with the Shattering and with Dustfall and with Girithkar. I, and I, I still don't think that if I know what exactly, what started sealing the Jinn away. Roran just has a headache. Oh, right, because of the whole anvil thing. Well, I know the reason Ichabar is coming and why he was seen through my eyes was he's hungry for something he's never had before. And I think through me, he discovered the Jinn in our world, even though they were sealed away. But the reason they were sealed away was because of my father, Garrisil. He warned the other gods that Ichabar was coming and they wouldn't listen, so he sealed the djinn away himself. So you're saying Garrisil sealed the djinn away as an attempt to protect this plane from Ichabar? In a way, he's prolonging what Ichabar started, which Ichabar wanted to consume his brothers. And if the djinn are the dust, the pieces left over, of his former brother, he's coming to finish what he wanted to do. Which still brings me back to why us trying to liberate the djinn, what exactly is that doing? Is that, are we helping her? Or is that what the Striker trying to do? The goal of the Shrike's Temple, as far as you guys can tell, is trying to goad Ichabar to come. So the Shrike, specifically Korg, can have a ultimate conflict with the greatest foe. So it sounds like releasing the djinn would invite Ichabar, but hopefully the djinn would be able to help fight him. But if we don't release the djinn, Ichabar might not come, but at the same time, we're keeping a god imprisoned for all eternity that we know about now. So In Edgemire, we received assistance from, uh, I think that's where the college was. That man was an agent of my father. He'd served him for many, many, many years. He was working under my father's direction. He was trying to help us to unseal and locate more djinn. So... Why would he seal them all those years ago and now be trying to push us along to undo this? Can is uh, Medusa just overhearing all this, just play the song of the djinn? Would she have heard that song being played around in Elsira? The sound of the djinn is a keyboard? That's <laughs> <laughs> the song. Galley, or... Mr. Ship, whatever you're named. Play the Son of the Jinn. Wait, are you talking about the one that you guys heard in this, the Realm of Song, or...? The one that goes Trust in the Jinn? Um, yeah. Galley starts badly singing this song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to imagine how I'm going to sing this out loud now. I think Korak will excuse himself to go commune with Garrisil away from the party. Sat there thinking, what to write? Something came over my part and sign. I felt something from above. It wasn't God and it wasn't love. I 
I, the djinn, are dying out. It wasn't what you've read about. Something fell from the sky. They say it wasn't gods. It wasn't gods that made us die. I sit here or fly here now, trembling still. I see death like fields they till. Something far beyond the mist. I can never rest like this. My warning, take, take my warning, it take it I still. Something forest. about Watchmen, I think. If anyone stands half a chance, it's those with hearts with both big and stout. I can't sing properly, Korak, sorry. Hey Medusa, grab me a beer. And remember well the fear to oh, to fear the sky yeah yeah something's coming we don't know why tell your friends tell all your kin don't trust the gods trust in the jinn dude thanks for having that commission <laughs> yeah that was i remember those songs were so awesome He's done like three songs for us. Galley, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the best I can do. God was wiping a, a tear away from his eye. It's terrible, Galley. It's terrible. <laughs> we do have all the parts for that gin liberating device, right? The arcane core and the. Did we, do we still have those in our possession or did we ever do anything with those oh yeah you you still got them in your possession for sure but we never gave them back to the guy who's building the machine right that's correct you, you never did take it back so it sounds to me like if we do liberate the gen using these devices it might be sending an invitation to ichabar himself so we might want to really prepare before we do um be ready for a, a fight in case he case he comes for that final battle what did we figure the consequences would be if we bring together the shards of mylar it's a good question i don't know what happens if we liberate the jinn but also what happens if we attempt to unite the shards of mylar because i'm wondering if that's what we need as a fighting chance uh, against ichabar or girithkar or whoever whoever wants to eat this world or does mylar want to eat this world maybe we don't want to do that <laughs> who knows we have quite a collection of gin items now right we each have it like one or two you think we should attempt to free them i don't know maybe we find the other shards of mylar first korak what do you think where'd korak go um yeah okay so i think galley takes you back it's a pretty uneventful journey you're able to sleep everybody's back to full health full spell slots etc etc you arrive on the outskirts of town, he lands, people are looking, because it's an airship who's singing. Medusa is so proud of herself right now. He lands, Raxus bids you all have a good time, be safe, good hunting, etc. Actually, I think good hunting is the one he sticks with. 
Um, and then he, he leaves you a card that's got this symbol on it. Um, and he says, uh, if you have need of us, just reach out. We will know. We have people listening. And please, if you're ever in Cloudhenge, stop by the Mantle Guildhall. We would love to show you the hospitality that you've shown me. And then he lets you know that he's going to be stationed here. This is where he will be. So if you need him specifically, you can find him in town here. He steps off galley. Guster has not come out of his room that you guys have provided for him. As the as you guys step off the boat, you're greeted by the Primarch's people, the same people who had met you in the, the Willowbow Inn. And they quickly grab you. They're like, they throw a big, gigantic and sparkling cloak over Jeff. And they're like, please, 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 uh... Jeff can't be seen. And uh, they, they kind of rush you guys off. They're like, you guys can't be seen here with him. Gr- Grieve has people all over the place. You don't want to be... He's pretty mad right now. Apparently, someone just, you know, killed a bunch of his uh, his agents out in the forest yesterday. Oh, uh, that's weird. That's terrible. Who would do such a thing? Uh, and they rush you off to kind of a, a secluded area in town. It's doesn't look like it's super well guarded uh roll perception for me not terrible damn i'm on fire tonight (laughs) wow (laughs) i think everybody but gob um you guys you guys see that there's like enough people wandering around this area you're pretty certain that you recognize some of these people that you had seen in the primarch's camp when you had visited him outside of harp cry um, and so it's it's pretty easy to tell, at least for, for most of you guys, except for Gob, that there's definitely, like, people patrolling and, and keeping an eye out here. But they're they're doing a really good job of remaining nonchalant. You just happen to be looking for it. So you come into a building. Uh, you go through, like, a couple different doors into a really inner part. And then you, uh, you actually go down into a basement area. There is this man who is dressed up. And you know that he looks like that guy who had introduced himself to you as uh, Tilden some time ago and then as soon as the the other escort people leave you see land oh by the way landis is in this room as well hey landis hey guys you guys uh as soon as the guards kind of walk out of the room this guy tilden drops the facade and obviously it's doc so you have doc and landis you guys are in the room with him and uh jeffrey oh holy shit (laughs) i love that there's three characters in this room they're all chris you don't you don't have to rp all of them if you don't oh yes I can take the Primarch. No, just say they share a hive mind. They all speak in in unison. (laughs) Yeah, if you can take Doc, um, because you'll have a better memory and more information on him anyways. Yeah, good point. Well, what's up, my my dudes? This is awfully like Galley. Well, don't bastardize it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's up, my dudes? How you guys doing? What's up, Doc? Yeah, is that like a joke about a rabbit eating a carrot, maybe? Do you have any carrots? Yeah, hell yeah, I got carrots. Sweet, I'm starving. Oh, I didn't say that they were for you, I just got carrots. Roran would like to ask Jeff if he gained any information from the Shrike Paladin. Just if he talked with him, gained any insights. So no, he would have been knocked out the entire time that those guys were. So he would remember exactly what you guys remember, because I came to... So those guys found me in the forest. So you were knocked out, then you woke up and just started blasting people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you didn't blast us. <laughs> well, thanks for bringing Jeff back. Um, 
I actually was planning on giving him back, get him to you guys to take along since I'm, I'm kind of gonna hog my dad from here on out if you're cool with that. Jeff's been out in the field a lot, and so I'm pretty confident in his abilities to uh, support you guys in the way that you need. Um, but listen, I, I, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm a man of my word, so, uh, here's a reward for bringing Jeff to me, or getting him out alive anyway. I don't know what happened to the other guys he was supposed to be with anyway, I, or at least I had heard that he was with. But, uh, I'll, f I'll find them and, and make sure that they get rewarded for pulling him out, I guess. Um, and he gives you guys five each, 5,000 each. 5,000? Damn. Do you guys need anything else? You, can I get you anything? Do you have any more gold? I mean, I have more, but I was hoping to spend it somewhere where it can be of better use. I, I feel like this is what you guys... This will be useful to you. Hey, li listen, Medusa, word travels fast, and I heard about the full-release massages, okay? Like, that's not cool. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so, have you uh, had any run-ins with the strike? temple lately <laughs> he looks at you and then he looks at jeff and he's like just kind of shrugs because it's kind of whatever jeff was doing he was my uh my man on the inside he was the only one on the inside the only one and he winks have you gained any information on what they're planning to do next well they've really riled up the population in Pharanos. And uh, there was this really big push. They they got they had um, the whole war. They they're the guys who incited the war. You know the civil war there on Elsira. I found that out. They're behind all that. They're the they're the reason that there was the plague in Masters Point. Uh, they had some agent in there. I don't know. Did you guys ever know? Um, do you guys remember that dude that like was yelling at us when we were in Cloudhenge? He's calling his, himself Kitch or something. Oh yeah, I remember them. Yeah, he's he's been like a head agent for a long time, and uh, and he was he, it was his whole idea. He had some other people working on it. Some uh, some some guy who's since gone missing, uh, named Soren Abari, and nobody's heard from him in a while. Uh, and then there's a couple other agents uh, who I'm I'm trying to track down right now, and it's I don't know, it's kind of working out, but. We'll see. Have we uh, gotten any more information on what we're going to move forward on on the Bay of Strike? Well, I think we've got we've got enough traders and and ship owners bought off or we own their ships outright that we can we can effectively create a blockade to stop any trade coming in or out. We stop the the temple from sending people out of uh, the port here in High Oron anyway. I can't stop them from going out of Tyakos yet. I'm kind of working on that. So we aren't going to mine any of their precious metals over there? I haven't decided on that one yet. I'd like to, but I don't know if it's worth spending the resources to, to get people out there. Um, but well, I'm going to discuss that with some people and uh, and look into a little bit more. Will the trade blockade be legal? I will make it legal. But basically, last I heard, they got I was telling you guys about Theranos. They got the Mercenary Academy out there. They're trying to get. They're trying to do a big push to take Edgemire back because uh, I guess Raylene Kalahara's got her army up in Edgemire right now. They killed Gauntlet. What? The Jarl of Ebenharth, who uh, surprise, he was also a Shrike cultist, sort of a thing. He's got a. He's got a whole weird thing though. I've been kind of looking into that. I think there's more than one of them. More than one uh, guy like Gauntlet. They're kind of a weird, weird brand of Warforged. I think we may have met one. Do you know any other? So uh, grieve one of those. Oh, oh, grieve. Yeah, he's definitely one of them too. Yeah, grieve and grieve and 
gauntlet are definitely related in some way. I haven't figured out exactly how or what that means, but uh, do you guys do you guys know anything about weird warforged or anything like that? No. Do you have a brother named Glove as well, or? No, that was Gauntlet. Would that be a history check for Medusa? There's a yeah, a history check, and then while you're while you're doing that, there's <laughs> a um. Oh my God, Danny, these rolls are amazing. Last game it was trying to. Holy crap, you guys! <laughs> this is the best night. There's a there was one when we were down in in uh, Harpcry we were getting harassed by this uh there was a warforged who was calling himself Sabaton and he was kind of a, a real pain in my butt cuz he, he kept trying to to scare people off and I wasn't really having it. I haven't seen him since we we came back up here though. What do you mean by scaring people off? He's just really uh just being a dick. Really? I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. There's a whole subset of warforged too serve the Temple of the Shrike, and they're all named after clothing parts. All of you guys with your history history checks, do you remember uh, the, the story from the Underdark about uh, the man named Ryle Redstone, who kicked on the Forge once again and created his own subset of Warforged about 300 years ago? So, Sabaton was a big pain in my butt, and I kind of mean that literally, because that's what, like, I say scaring people off. What he was doing was actually, like, he and his people would come in and, and straight up torture people, and it was so not cool. Oh wow! They hauled hauled people away, and they'd torture them for a week, and then they'd leave them away and leave them somewhere, and then we'd find them, and they'd of course have been through incredible amounts of pain. And I think he used to have a bigger operation back when the Changelands was a real big thing. Uh, well, that was huge, but I I know that when we came back out, there was that small city of Courtlower, and they had a a real bad time with him. I've got people trying to track him, but he's actually, he's pretty slippery. Do you know the status of anything happening in River Shroud? Yeah, River Shroud, I haven't heard a lot from there, but I think the the cultists don't really talk about it a lot because they're pretty, they seem pretty confident that it's still in the fold of the Shrike or something. I guess they, one of their head uh, leaders, I think his name was like Arden or something, they recalled him. And he put on he put on the armor. He went crusading for the Shrike, and and I think he was actually chasing Jeff here. Did you guys happen to see him? The pancake dude. <laughs> <laughs> Is that who we smashed? <laughs> oh, can that be his name now? That was definitely a character. <laughs> what, a clean, what a clean take of that line right there. The pancake dude. Was this a character that was in Roran's backstory? Like, like, did you did you draft him up? I'm crying. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) There's this awesome backstory character that we've reduced to Pancake Guy. You know what? Roran is happy to have his legacy be known as Pancake Guy. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The man that we smashed into a pancake was one of the cultists who infiltrated into River Shroud and poisoned my brother against me. He's been interacting with Warforged there as well. You don't know of any Warforged there in River Shroud? Uh, yeah, there was, um, I heard something about a Warforged that had, like, real... Yeah, yeah, he had bright blue eyes, right? Do you know how many of these Warforged out there that were made by this guy? Yeah, I thought Warforged were a 
basically almost an extinct breed. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily call them extinct. They just don't uh, there's no re there's no production for them anymore ever since the you know, the wars all stopped. There was the the forge was first created like, I don't know, 1500 years ago or something. So there was the one that was the, the forges were originally created like 1500 years ago and then shortly after not shortly. Then then it was shut down and it was cold for a while and somebody turned them on like 300 years ago. And then there was a then there was that that war against the the, the Koreanid war. There's the Koreanid war. I'm trying to remember. Like I have so much freaking lore right now. It's throwing me off. You think it's I bad for you? Try being one of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that has to do with that kind of bastard child of that mind flayer, Redstone or something like that. Yeah, didn't we all we all heard a tale about Royal Redstone starting the forge back up? Did you guys remember that story when we were in the Underdark? Yeah, do we have any idea how many of those Warforged he forged? How many Warforged can a Redstone forge? If a Redstone forge <laughs> could forge. <laughs> Warforged. There was a whole bunch churned out. I don't think they were specifically for the, the Shrike army. They they came out for something because there is a bunch of newer ones. And a lot of them were ended up being used inside of the, uh, the Koreanid War. Where is the forge? Lost to time. Any word on the, the Warforged Vario? Yeah, I think Vario's still floating around Elsir somewhere. He's not a Shrike cultist, is he? A Shrike Warforged? Do you have reason to believe that he is? I I haven't seen him interact with anybody. In fact, it seemed like he was pretty hell-bent on killing Gauntlet. It just seems like every other Warforged has been, so I just wanted to... Racist. Make sure he's not, too. <laughs> <laughs> this is a whole nother slew of problems. Yeah, I think the um, Quellis are kind of on that right now. Maybe we should try to pull in our resources. And fight the Quellists? <laughs> yes. Yeah, let's fight the Quellists. I mean, yeah, you'd all die. I mean, you already lost one of your number, so I don't know. Ron, you said that you your brother was up in, in uh, River Shroud and he turned against you? Is that uh, Rinian? Is that his name? That's him. Do you have news of him? Uh, I'm getting conflicting reports. Uh, it's hard to. It's really hard to get in there. There's um, been some weird magic uh, around the the borders of that place for a little while, but it kind of let up recently. Um, I was able to get some people in and take a look around. They they didn't. They weren't able to stay long without uh, peaking too much uh, suspicion. Uh, but I, I it sounds. It looks like he's one of the head head priests now uh, in town, and they are. I mean, they're definitely spewing Shrike cult rhetoric so you know that's not cool but it is what it is i guess uh roran would be visibly downcast and probably just zone out for a couple minutes here i think i think he notices that and then he kind of he's like well but like i said there's conflicting reports because then there's some people that say that he's kind of working on getting a an underground going and i don't know how credible that is it might just be you know the rumor mill turning but I think we should probably go and investigate River Shot ourselves. But before we do, have you heard anything about the Changelands or Harp Cry? Oh yeah, the Changelands, the Changelands like receded crazy, bro. You know, if you remember, we had dinner that night, and then like a couple, like a week later, you guys went and saw the the Emperor, and then like you didn't come back for a while. And then then I heard that you guys were like all the way out in the east somewhere, and that you had killed a, a lich, and it was right around then that that uh, the Changelands really started started stripping back it was kind of impressive whoops so i don't know if you guys did something but 
but yeah, the changelands stopped growing. Well, we took care of Zenatha, there was that giant tidal wave. Yeah, the tide. you saw that? Did our party seriously affect the entire geography of this planet? That, that tidal wave that you're talking about? I've gotten a lot of reports back that say it destroyed the town of Talandri and washed out most of Toxendar. Say, Roran, what was that second line in that page you were reading that was super ominous? Remember the past. Granted, there's a lot of vagueness in things like premonitions and warnings, but... Some of that's very specific with our friend Axel, what Gob and you, Roran, have been going through, and that we literally changed the lands to consume things. Yeah, the music stopped when um, the head bard died before Axel became him. Does the does the phrase the Twelfth Age ring any bells to us? Like, is that is that a terminology that goes on in this world that we don't know about? And I, I'm I'm gonna tell you guys like right right now like in the meta. No, it, it really it really doesn't. I haven't been. This hasn't been a thing that I've been doing. I just had to have that to be ominous. Campaign canceled. <laughs> Literally unplayable. <laughs> <laughs> if all these things like happened or are happening, probably the last thing we want is for Girithkar to purge the Jin from the world. I think our answer to that will probably lie in returning to Edgemire. And we can only hope we'll find nine shards on the way. Something tells me we probably have what we need. Why are you thinking we should go to Edgemire? I've traveled with some of you for a very long time. And I think one big part of our journey, one big chapter is about to come to an end. And I think it's it involves returning to Edgemire. It's called a hunch, called a fool's notion, but... I think something that I set out to do with my friend Webby a very long time ago is finally coming ahead. I don't think I can continue to be helpful without cracking these artifacts open, deciphering what we've been tasked and what we're... It feels like we get pulled to different sides of this world to take care of other things, and it comes back to us having to deal with these gen artifacts and what really is inside these things. We still have other pressing needs, but I definitely vote that we need to return to Edgemire. So out of character, yeah, this is kind of what I was thinking we needed to do too. Let's go return the car to the place. Get that guy to do whatever he needs to do with the gin. I would also, I think Korak would also be interested and ask Roran if, Roran, do you think we need to return the River Shroud? Is there, do we need to do anything for your old town while we're here, still on this continent? We are the liberators after all. Roran is torn. <laughs> I've never been to River Shroud, but I've heard it's a beautiful place. It was, and hopefully still is. If it's not, maybe we could make it one again. Oh, why are you tempting me? Or we can make it terrible. We've already destroyed a quarter of the planet. We freed the changelands. <laughs> That's a positive. True. What happened in the east may be a negative, but <laughs> I'd hate to be this close to River Shroud and to leave again and leave some unfinished business with you or anything. Since we can safely say we're on the same continent, we might as well head home if you're all willing to. If you're all willing to help me take care of River Shroud, and now that, uh, according to this Stormfather vision, I'm allowed back into the city, I would be honored to have you join me coming back home. Yeah, it sounds to me like um, when we do turn on the device, there might not be any turning back. So it might be, this might be your last chance. Do you have any good drinks? Oh, there's this, there's this bar. Let me tell you. Actually, there's a couple bars. 
Say no more, and Medusa heads for a galley. <laughs> okay, see you, snakehead lady. So Medusa truly is the uh, character that just boots and rallies the entire time we're not fighting. Just to warn you guys, it is. It's been over three decades since I've been home, and if the rumors are true, then the enemy against us there is going to have a stronghold with all the townsfolk, the only person that may be able to help us uh, free River Shroud from the oppression of the Shrike cultists would be my sister. But I don't even know if she's alive. But we can try our best. So your sister live in River Shroud too? Yeah, I left her there. She's not a fan of the Shrike cultists. In fact, she helped me in attempting to maneuver a political coup against our brother. But uh, somehow, and I would blame her due to her cowardice, but also the fact that she remained maybe uh, maybe something helpful to me. Well, a lot can change in 35 years. True. But yeah, I hope we have a chance against Shrike cultists and Warforge and whatever else I left there. I left it a mess. I can only assume it's gotten worse, especially being so close to the temple of the Shrike. But I think a good plan would be trying to find, at least trying to make contact with my sister. Do you think we should go in disguise as Shrike cultists ourselves, or do you... If we walk in as ourselves, they'll be at arms right away. I think a disguise of sorts would be best. I think we should sneak in. Try to find your sister first. Yeah. Infiltrate River Shroud? I think we're voting to infiltrate River Shroud. Because this might be my last chance to go home. So is that uh, that what you guys want to do next? I am all for liberating the city. Doc bids you guys a good trip. See you next fall. And then he trips Korak, or attempts to trip Korak on the way out. You head back to Galley get on. Um, Guster is there. He's got a plate of macaroons that he's made for you. These tiny little cookie cakes are very delicious. Please eat. I eat some and I give him the sack of gold. There's a debt that I owe him for the for that robes that I got started. This is uh, this is unexpected. Grand is that payday. enough? This is, this is most good. Thank you, wizard, wearing the robe of stars. No, thank you. I love it. you have any weapons? Yes, I have weapons. Let me let me generate them. What kind of weapons do you like? I will reach into my refrigerator of holding. The one that kills a lot of people. Any weapons that deceive or enchant? Well, wait. You ask for a weapon, healer. I, you are carrying a very powerful sword. I just am a collector, that is all. Yes. Do you know what this sword is? It, uh, it kills people. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what this particular sword is. Other than it's very magical, he's got this one. It's got a it's it's got a hilt with wings on it. He's like, this sword will attack people for you. That is pretty cool. Uh, it is called I call it the dancing sword. I will sell this to you for uh, two thousand gold. Thank you for your gold, you healer. This sword, you have it is divine. Do you know this? I felt it. You have a really cool origin story on this sword? Yes, this is the sword of Agroshad. I have seen this before. The last time I have seen this sword, it was in the hands of a man named Bellator. He was a general in the Koreanid Wars. My great-grandfather fought alongside him. Bellator was a just and righteous man. He brought an end to the war, finally, and brought those responsible for prolonging a false war to justice and they had him assassinated that sword has many many history behind it 
Yeah, uh, just so, I guess so everyone's aware. That sword is definitely a avatar of the god Agrishad, and it is a plus five sword. Plus five to attack, plus five radiant damage. You guys start heading towards River Shroud, galleys flying high and above. I don't know, it's like early morning-ish, right, when you guys arrived, and then uh, you talk to the Primarch, or to Doc, I guess, through for some time. Um, and then you, you begin flying towards River Shroud right around, like, late morning. Galley, um, he's moving at a, a pretty leisurely pace. I don't think he's in any kind of a hurry. So it, it starts to become a little bit closer to evening by the time that uh, Roran, you start to recognize some of the landscape or uh, like recognize more. Like you recognize all of this, right? This is your homeland. Right. Galley flies far above the ground. Um, the air continues to breeze through your hair. You guys are looking out the starboard side of the deck as you come up on river shroud um, you see the mountains far behind you see the rapids inside of the river itself you see grass blowing on the plains you see tree leaves rustling um, and then uh, you turn around and, and you see the ocean on the port side of galley the sun is only now beginning to set um, there's a really beautiful golden light haloing the entire western horizon. And there's something that feels right about this. Uh, that, that you should be coming here as the sun goes down. Then Galley lands. And you step off the gangplank onto the grass plains. And, Roran, you approach the spot where you once knew there to be a line that you thought would kill you. If you crossed it. Uh, you look at this spot. This invisible line. And all your anxieties about returning home vanish. What do you do? Roran. Bravely. Foolheartedly. Takes a step over the line. Oh my god. You take a step over the line. And nothing happens. And you take another step, and another, and another. And then I start and you, skipping and dancing. Yes, you skip, and you dance, and you break into a run, pushing faster and faster, clearing the trees and entering the wonderfully familiar streets of River Shroud. Uh, people are out for their evening chores, and they stop and they stare at you as you sprint across the grounds. Where, Roran, are you going? To the fucking bar. <laughs> <laughs> Medusa, like, full sprints after you. <laughs> Gob's running, too. It's just, this is great. Korak like has his arms crossed and he's grinning but with his eyes closed like this is a motherfucking anime. Oh my god. <laughs> uh Roran, you enter you enter your favorite bar. And there's a couple familiar faces in here, definitely older than you remember. Um there's one face you recognize immediately, and that is your cousin Karazad. Karazad! He looks up at you and he says, Roran? Oh my... What? Wow! When did you... 
how are you? This is a... And he gets up and he, he sweeps you into a gigantic bear hug. Yay. And, uh, and, he, and he, holds you, he holds you close for a minute. And then... Uh, and he doesn't back off from the hug, but he whispers into your ear. He says, Welcome home, cousin. It's more than good to be back. And that's where we'll end for tonight. Dude. <laughs> I have to ask, Michael, did you time that with me? Because I was trying to time that. Uh, I was trying real hard. <laughs> <laughs> that was unbelievable. <laughs> that was finally <laughs> proof we don't need Gob to shed a little tear. I definitely was, that was borderline tear jerking. That was really, oh, yeah. really good. That was really fun.